Your Network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Forgiveness is our topic today, and as a parent who has spent the majority of the last 14 years in a pit of guilt, anger, and self-pity, I'm a pretty good test towards a new method for forgiveness. The book is Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping, and it is sweeping America and getting thousands to appreciate and reinterpret their path in life. Today's returning guest is Stacy Wetlow, who is a certified Radical Forgiveness coach, and we are going to really start off where we kind of left off two months ago. Stacy, welcome to the show today. Hi, Betsy. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, we had, boy, a lot to happen in two months. <laughs> I'm thinking it was the middle of January that we probably did the last show. Right. And here yeah. today is the 1st of April, so um, it's been about two and a half months. And I, I, I if, should I tell the story, Stacey, or do you, you want go to? right ahead? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'll be talking more on this this show today than last time. Good. Um, so what happened was Stacy was on my show, and Stacy doesn't live very far from me. She's like 15 minutes from my office, so she was really coaxing me to come and do this radical forgiveness session. And so you know, I'm thinking, what do I have to lose? Sure, I'll come by and do this forgiveness session, and. Um, I don't really want to go into too much, you know, what what happened during that session, not so much the emotional, I'm not afraid of sharing that, but what Stacy's approach was, because I think that that's an individual thing, and I don't want people thinking that this is what's going to happen to them. And But I had a very, very powerful session with Stacy, and I let go of a lot of things that I didn't even know I was holding on to. And Stacy, one of the things that I really want to mention before this is, Something you've mentioned to me before, too, is everybody doesn't think they have that much stuff, right? I mean, you really pretty much go into these sessions thinking, well, that person has a lot to forgive, but I really don't have that much to forgive. Right. We'll we'll always do what is called kind of a projection game. We'll look at someone and say, wow, they they really need this. <laughs> and in return, a lot of it is saying that they need it, but they see it in they see it in someone else more than they see it in themselves. Okay. So and that and I can definitely see how that can happen. So so I didn't I wasn't really up for it as much and but went through the session, loved it. It was it brought up a lot of stuff, but it was good stuff. So I go home and I start telling my husband, Dr. John Hicks, about this and and you know, he gives me kind of one of these attitudes of, well, that was nice. For you, for you, but yes. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And and then it gets into you know I just don't want anybody else knowing about my past, and I don't want to really have to go there. So I I one of my life lessons in this, especially I've been working on a lot lately with my husband, is just not controlling him and telling him what he should and shouldn't do. So I really comfortably let it go, and then. John's best friend guy, best friend, was like, 
John, I'm reading this book, Radical Forgiveness. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. We're going to play the Radical Forgiveness game at my house, and, um, you know, you and Betsy and my sister are going to be there, and we're going to have a coach that's going to be there to help us. So, so John, because it was his friend Michael and because it was going to include going, visiting him, yeah, okay, fine, we'll do this. So we, the day before, his sister can't come. So Michael knows Stacy, so we invited Stacy to come with us. So we had Stacy, Michael, and John, and myself, and uh, this this coach, this other coach that Stacy has now learned of as well, that was trained just like Stacy was. So we go to Michael's place and we play. It's called Satori. And can you just explain a little bit about the game, the Radical Forgiveness game? Well, Satori is. It, the, the name Satori is called the. Its meaning is the awakening. And we all. It's it's kind of a it's it's a session in the game. So everyone starts out at victim land, just as if you were coming in with whatever problem you have that you're unable to forgive, and we all start out at victim land. And throughout the game, we work through the block, energy blocks through the event and context of, the, of cards you pick that will show what you need to work on, and that you work through all these energy blocks throughout the game. And the game, they always say that you don't play the game. The, you know, the game plays you in a sense. I mean... It is amazing, and we've played it so many times now, Betsy. You know that it, it is so true that even if you're trying to uh, play a game with yourself and not be totally yeah. straight up about it, it catches it. For I, I don't know. It's a mystery how that works, but it does work, and it can't even analyze it because there is no analyzing this. It just it is absolutely beautiful, and when you're finished with it, it is amazing because it is like you had the awakening. Yeah, it is. Well, so we played that particular evening, and um, the woman was there that was the was the coach for the evening, had the book Radical Forgiveness of Cell and some other worksheets and some things like that. So, you know, John being an avid reader, he pretty much bought everything she had mm-hmm. and started reading the book because he started to have some some faith in this. Now, he still was not even close to wanting to do a session with anybody, but he was ready to read the book. And and even that night, I have to say, you know, he was very, very closed as to what he was willing to share, but he was realizing through what we were doing in the spiritual awakening that this was, um, that there was more inside than you think. Right. And so, so he did not put that book down for a month. I'm not kidding. I, I, I swear. It's like every time he had a free moment, he had that book up. Because when John reads a book, he doesn't just like skim it. I mean, he he highlights every other sentence. I mean, he's, he really, really reads it. And we started playing this game on, you know, like a weekly, and then Stacy started coming over, and we started doing these evening get-togethers, and we really became a support group for each other, and then he actually even did a session with Stacy, and it has been the most life-changing thing I have ever seen my husband go through. Now, I, I can totally say it's been huge for me, but it's been even bigger for him, and I think the reason it's been bigger for him is because he was never given permission to share his emotions before. He really suppressed a lot of things where I've throughout the years had no problem complaining 
Right. <laughs> so letting some of that out. Yeah, and letting some of it out. And he just has held so much in and I swear we play this game now once to twice a week, and every time I go and play this game and I pick my first cards to tell me what the topic's going to be <laughs> for the day, and I always say the same thing. I'm like, why do I agree to play this game over and over again? You know, because I just, I don't want to do it, and then I want to back out. But then I do it, and I just feel like a totally new person every time. So um, it can be Almost, even though the event card can be different about what you're playing with with the card, it's sometimes the same topic, it feels like. It's the same issue, but it's a different layer of the same issue. Yes. And that's the big thing is like we, that, I think that's very important because people a lot of times think that, okay, when I'm going to, I need to be done with this. I need to be done with this. And I know that when we talked a couple months ago, there's always that kind of wanting that false hope that, okay, if I come into your office and do a session with you, is it going to be over? Mm-hmm. And what we don't realize is, is that it will be a, another layer that we work through, but it can be the same issue because that's the issue we came in in this world with. And so it'll it'll feel like the same subject but yet we'll have a different awareness in the end of it. So, Stacy, just for the listeners' understanding, um, I want people to get an idea as to, well, first, I, I think one of the most interesting things as, as we've played as a group is how similar a lot of our stuff is. Right. I mean, they may be di- different circumstances, but we're all really in many ways getting our own individual type challenges. And it doesn't, you, you may think, yeah, but I was never abused and I had a great childhood. But there's still things that happen. And they need to happen because right. that's, that's the part of understanding radical forgiveness is understanding that nothing happens in mistake. No, everything is so purposeful and everything is is right and there is no evil and there is no bad because everything that happens is good. Exactly. Everything in your life that has shown up is absolutely perfect and is made up of divine guidance for our higher good, for our soul growth. And we don't always see that because we're only on one side of that, what we talk about, that tapestry. We only see one side of that piece of fabric and only get glimpses of the beauty of the other side. But yes, it is true that, you know, it is all happening for us, not to us. Right. And why is that so hard for us to understand? Um, the emotions that step in that were that will block our, us from seeing that. And that's where people, we do this, you know, we talked about it. I'm going to revisit it again, if you don't mind, is that spiritual bypass. Yes. We don't want to become that type of person. We don't want to be angry. We've seen ourselves as angry. We know how we hurt people and are angry, and we've never had tools to learn to. It's been because we resisted our anger that it has shown up so explosively because we're fighting the battle with it. But what we learn in radical forgiveness is in to embrace it, to integrate it into ourselves and to not be judgmental. Yes, I am angry. 
and stop trying to justify why you're angry. Stop right. trying to tell yourself, it, you know, I don't have a right to it. And so then we try to become holier-than-thou type people. Yeah. You know, I'm not that type of person. Yes, we are that type of person. We are all things. We are all emotions. And the more we can be of self-acceptance of those emotions, the freer we will be. The anger will calm down because it's not being ignored. You know, treat our emotions just as if they were a friend knocking on the door. It's funny, you know, the show is called The Gift of Autism, and I really do believe 98% of the time that autism is just such a beautiful gift. But there are some times that it really, really pisses me off. And yep. I I have now learned it's okay to feel that. It's okay yep. to still consider it a gift, but just be like, right at this moment, I don't see it that way. Yep. And that that's... Um... That's where self-acceptance comes in is to say that, just to announce, you know, I really don't see the gift. And to be very honest with you, I don't feel like seeing the gift right now. Exactly. That's right. not the place I'm in. Is accepting yourself at whatever place that is that you're in and breathing that in. Excellent. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Stacey Wetlow and I will talk a little bit more about radical forgiveness. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. ReadyZorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally. ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the fine gold program. Ask your doctor about ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy. Today about radical forgiveness and the wonderful book by Colin Tipping that Stacy Wetlow, my guest today, has um, is a certified uh, coach for, and she's been giving me lots of wonderful advice on ways of approaching forgiveness. Uh, Stacy, our last show, we started to talk a little bit about a situation that I'm having because of the custody situation with my ex-husband. And um, I wish I could say that that had ended, but it's still going on, um, and it doesn't look like it's going to be ending in the really near future. It's just continually um, putting more money into the attorney's pockets, which is also serves a purpose as well, too. But I have to say that um, since doing a lot of the work with the book, that a lot of my attitude has changed for it, and 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 I will. Pro- I'll highlight some of the ways that I, I think of things differently. Um, for one, I am really aware of the growth that I have personally come into because of all of the um, attorney things and court things that I've had to do. Um, I really, I think this time, the big piece of it is not letting fear overtake me and to show my power as a woman and to and to stand up for what I believe in and to not be afraid and timid of um, the, the law hand that's going to come down and squash me. Um, I, I realize that it's not, it's still, it's still going to be going on for a while, but being able to live without fear is a really huge thing for me, and I'm guessing that's a big thing for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely, and what I... You know, I just want to touch on quickly that what I've seen in you is such a huge transformation that I think what it really means with the radical forgiveness and with life in general is is that we're not always going to be able to have outside circumstances um, change the way that we wanted them to change when we were fear-based. Um, you know, that it had to happen a certain way for us to feel better that we do have the power to go within ourselves and to have peace, even though there's, you know, I mean, there's wars going on around this world. We still can have peace within ourselves. And to be able to work through those emotions so that underneath those emotions there lies the peace. And that's what can be obtained through doing this process and feeling your feelings and honoring them. Yeah. But and, the ones and, that, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. And I think that that's, I think that's part of the conflict is that there's moments when I just I want to slug them. You know, I'm just in my, in my mind. I don't yep. obviously physically do that, right. but I just I just get so mad and I just like hit the pillow and just like what uh, you know what? And yep. even though that this is internet radio, I still want to be respectful and not right, swear. Right. But yeah. I I I just um, I get so mad. But then right. on the other hand. There's times when I'm just like, thank you. Thank you for creating, helping me to create this power within myself. Thank you for me realizing how much I value the custody of my children. Thank you for making me more organized because I, I've learned that I have to keep my papers and financials and everything in, in, in a row. Right. And, you know, thank you for um, just providing this opportunity 
for me to help you as well. And that's the other thing that I'm learning through radical forgiveness is that these everybody that comes in our life is a healing angel for us, but we're also healing angels for them. Right. And to be able to really feel that that we are healing angels for other people and that we are mirrors to other people of what's going on. And to be able to accept ourselves, just as you said that, you know, you can see the gift in this and then there's times that you feel like, you know, if you could, you'd hit them. If we can accept ourselves when we feel at our highest good and then feel ourselves at the lowest, there was an... There's a poem, and I don't know exactly, I don't know if I can say it, but um, it says that um, I am, I should be respected for I am the, uh, I am the shameful one and the magnificent one. That we are both sides, polar opposites in our own body and spirit, and that is okay. And if we can allow ourselves that when we feel the most shame to love ourselves when we are the most good, we have reached a level of peace. Mm-hmm. And that is, an, that, that is an incredible feeling. And you've been there and know that. Yeah. To be able to be in those spaces and just to move, you know, freely in those spaces is beautiful. Stacy, one of the things I remember when I did my session with you and it was about was about Joey, and you really encouraged me to get out the anger I had at Joey. Yes, and you know that that was like just don't go there. You know, I, I that's what I wanted to scream to you at the time was just don't go there because you know I I have so much guilt for being angry at my yes. son because we're taught that a good mom is all loving, supportive, you know, self-sacrificing, and we have these huge high expectations of what we should be as a mother. And when we can't reach them, and which is, and the more you resist that guilt, that anger, the more you're going to have it show up at your door. And that keeps, you know, keeps going and folding into the next part of your relationship with him. We had to come to terms and to embrace that. And when you did that, you were, I mean, the next time I came over to your house, Joey was absolutely different. Yeah. And your relationship with him was just so profoundly changed. It was amazing. My relationship with Joey has changed dramatically, and it's been a bit of a catch-22 because I, my relationship is also improving because of the fact that he's getting so much better that I, I don't, I don't see, I don't have that anger with him anymore. But possibly the reason he's getting so much better is because I don't have the exactly. anger. So it's, 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 it is a, it's a little bit of a thing. But I remember, and, and um, Lydia Vandenbroek was on my show. Vandenbroek was on my show just recently. She's a uh, energy healer. And one of the things, the first things that during one of my counseling sessions with her, she had said is, you, know, you need to accept Joey with grace and appreciate, you know, who he is and exactly where he's at at this moment in time. And it's always that, yeah, but, yeah, but. it's like, right. but if he could just do this or if he could just do that. And then I thought, you know what, there'll always be something that I will always say, but if he could just do this or that. 
So accepting with grace is amazing, and I've really made it now a daily practice of me looking Joey right in the eyes and saying, I love you just the way you are. Yes. And that's because you're loving yourself just the way you are. Oh, that mirror thing. So it's just a mirror. Talk more about the mirror thing, because I think the mirror thing is really something that is big for so many people that it's, it's and it's hard to really understand this concept. Right. Well, the mirror is is that whoever shows up in your life is showing you a part of yourself that possibly you have denied, repressed, what, you know, whatever emotion you have. It's kind of like somebody I notice this within myself and with other people is is that when they they'll say, "Oh my god, that guy is such a cheater, he's such a liar, he's such this." In reality, what I'm really saying when I say that is is that I have chosen either not to be or I hate myself when I'm a liar and a cheat. So what I have denied in myself, I will then look out at the other person and point my finger at and attack them for it. Because if I hate it in me, I'm going to hate it in them. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Right. Right. So whatever we love in ourselves, we will totally love in another person. But whatever we have denied and, and formed an opinion and judgment, and they are judgments, then we say, you know, we'll be angry that that person's doing it otherwise. This is the other side. We'll be angry that that other person's doing it and getting away with it, where we feel that, you know, we can't be that type of person because we won't be loved and accepted, and how could that person be loved and accepted in doing that? So there's still that charged-up energy there stuck, and that whoever shows up is showing us exactly what needs to be healed within us. If there is a charge about it, meaning there's an emotional charge. But the other thing I want to bring up, and I always go with my instincts. I never know exactly what I'm going to say when I'm talking to anybody. It just forms There's something that keeps coming up, and I'm trusting my instinct to talk about this, and that is Mm. self-punishment. This this belief that, and I'm going through this myself, I'm going through a separation right now, and I'm doing things that I have made a decision through doing the radical forgiveness, doing um, the Satori game, and so forth, is to follow my heart. And... When you follow your heart, it seems that you're going to a lot of times get a reaction from other people when you do that because you are acting so differently than you normally have tried to, you know, make yourself be in this little box of what society finds acceptable. Right. And when you step outside of that box, you can get a big reaction about it. But when you are truly following your heart, your body is open. It it, it is, it is just, you're not, you're just a channel and you're moving. There is no right and wrong in it. It, it's, It's when you're not following your heart that you're looking at things as being right or wrong. And that's when you get those mirrors saying. Right, and you're trying to be in that little box and make things right and, you know, stop thinking this way or what's wrong with me and so forth. But when you step outside and truly, what does your heart tell you? What is it telling you? Outside, get out of your head what's saying in your heart. And then we feel that 
possibly uh, we could be punished for that type, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on somebody's religious background, to be stepping outside of that box can be a form of punishment. Beautifully said. All right, we're going to take another break. We get back with Stacey Wetlow. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. ReadyZorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally. ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the fine gold program. Ask your doctor about ReadyZorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.readyzorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B.com. Living Your Power with host and intuitive counselor Diane Brandon breaks down the old traditions of taking what life gives you. Living Your Power teaches you how to have a life of success, happiness, and fulfillment. How to live your power, feeling vibrant and confident. Tune in Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern to Living Your Power on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. I am back with wonderful Stacy Wetlow. We are having a great discussion today about radical forgiveness and the wonderful book by Colin Tipping. Um, Stacy is a radical forgiveness coach and she is a new author. Stacy, you have a book coming out in a couple yes. months, right? Uh, it will be out in May. Yes. And the in name time of the book? for the Autism One Convention. Autism One will be, it'll be for sale at the Autism One Conference. Yes. It is to do with um, my own personal story with sexual abuse 
and using it with the radical forgiveness for peace, and it is amazing. It's it'd be called the Silent Robber of the Night. Beautiful. I can't wait to read that. that it's is, exciting. It's very exciting for you. Right, do you have a, a, a? You don't have a website as of now, but can people? Will people be able to eventually get a hold of you to get that book, or where, where would they Absolutely. be able to get it? Absolutely. The website for the book will be set up and and so forth to be able to get it. Right now, if anybody is interested, they can email me. Oh, good. And that would be at Stacy W. Six, which is S-T-A-C-Y-W, and as in the number six, at gmail.com. Great. Okay. Stacey, let's go back to this punishment piece because um, I started seeing this odd pattern. And what I was finding is um, a, lot of ch- a lot of children who are on really strong dietary restrictions, we see a lot of their parents because... My husband sees both children and adults, so we see a lot of parents. So I started taking the um, food antibodies for the parents as well, that had a child who was affected. And what I found is that in just about close to 90% of the cases, the mother had substantial food allergies as well where the father did not. Um, this, of course, led me on to, you know, of course, my husband kind of looked at this, well, that's kind of just a weird coincidence. And I said, I don't think so. I think a lot of these food allergies on the moms are caused by guilt. I think we're trying to almost punish ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, now, I know that there's a genetic predisposition involved. Nobody knows that more than me. But but there, everything, everything disease-wise happens for an emotional reason. And I think that the guilt piece is big because... I saw myself how I purposely sabotaged the food that I was eating because it made me feel guilty because my son couldn't have it. And so I got to a point where my diet was more restricted than him because I felt better punishing myself than actually indulging in something that I enjoyed. Yeah. I've come a long way, and there's still some foods that I don't eat a lot of, but can you comment on that situation? Well, definitely the emotional factor plays a role in parents with children with autism. I mean, there it just isn't dealing with the physical. There's the emotional tie with it. But I think that there is, a, a, what comes to mind is the deprivation. Yes. Is um, that I will somehow punish myself and deprive myself to show that, you know, I am hurting along with him um, or her or that, you know, somehow this punishment is about de- depriving ourselves. And food is a form of our intake of life. It's an enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And either we're using it, sometimes we're using the food in another end of it is not only restriction, but then we're using it to sedate the guilt. And that would be using foods that would, you know, high sugar intake and so forth, which can cause a lot of fibromyalgia problems, body aches, go on with the list of problems with that. So there's two ends of it. I don't know if I'm making it clear with it, but there's two ends. There's this depriving ourselves, and then there's this overindulgence. And they can be for the same reason, but they might act out in different symptoms, in, in different ways that we handle it. 
and a lot of it is a lot of it guilt or is a lot dealing with forgiveness because I know for me it was I know it was all guilt related. I know that I, I and in a lot of the way I lived my life during my son's severe autism was guilt related. It was, I couldn't enjoy anything because I knew my son couldn't enjoy it. Exactly. And so that is how we and we were perceiving that's our interpretation. Is that how we perceive things is that my son isn't happy. My son isn't this or my daughter isn't this. So I need to be at the same level. But the truth is is that in order to raise vibration, we have to to raise ourselves up right. and feel our feelings. What I find is it's not only guilt, but it's anger, and that is a cycle. Anger, guilt. You, you get angry about it, that you're not being, you're not, the circumstances aren't changed, and then you feel guilty that you got so angry about it. So it's this vicious cycle that keeps circling. That's what I find, that anger can really, you know, it's stuck energy is what anger is. We view it as being bad. Most people view anger as being bad and not spiritual. Um, But the truth is anger is stuck energy and it needs to move. Mm -hmm. And we need to have ways of being able to move it that do not make us feel guilty when that anger has, you know, that we've worked through it. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And that's what the problem is, is that we don't have the proper tools to deal with the anger. So we just want to push it down because it scares us. And then we feel guilty when we do explode in a way that isn't of our highest good. And then we keep wanting to repress it. And then we feel guilty and it goes on and on. You know the, <laughs> I know the cycle. We've done it for years, yeah. So then let's talk about being authentic and being true to your authenticity and who you really are. And um, one of the ways that we've talked about before a lot, Stacey, because you've known me for a lot of years, is, um, well, even my own decision to go gray. Oh, and, 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 <laughs> tell, tell that story. I think it's great when you told me about that. Well, I've been... What, for for one, it felt very wrong to be preaching a world of no chemicals when I was consistently putting it on my head every day, every month. And you cannot, no matter what, chem, unless you're using, and even the hennas aren't absolutely wonderful, but you just can't be doing this without causing some sort of stress to your body. So it just seemed wrong. But yet, that is a really big piece of use. Is, is our hair color. I mean, I know that, I know women understand this because it's a scary thing to think, you know, I'm really going to let people see what my true authentic color is. And so my decision to go gray happened after a family, it was, um, I'd finished my 20 year high school reunion and I'd finished a family reunion and I thought, that's it. Now's my chance. I'm going to do it now. No one's going to see me for a while anyway. And it took years. It took a couple, quite a few years to actually, you know, get it all out, and um, my hairdresser helped me along the way, but now that I have, I'm fully, I'm not 100% gray, but now that I'm fully dye-free and color-free, um, my my husband absolutely loves it, and I have to say that being gray, I feel so much better about myself. I feel more powerful. I feel stronger. I feel, when I'm, when I'm in a confrontational situation, I I I feel as if 
um, like I can't be intimidated. I don't know what the best word to say how to put that out, but I just I feel in control of myself because I feel authentic to who I am. Right, and that and that's the biggest key is now for me, I I was a brunette. Even though I was a redhead for the first three years of my life, I kind of went back to the roots, but I had to use a bottle for it. And but I still, it's it's interesting because we're at two two um, two different ends of it. Okay, you went authentic with going gray, and I went authentic with being my redhead right. that I was born with, you know, and felt like I was going back to what I came into the world with. Wow. And feel very natural. So in that sense, it's perfect for what each of us had to do on different ends of it. You see what I'm saying? I totally see what you're saying. So there's no right or wrong to that in that perfection of what both of us needed to do and why we needed to do it. And because I'm so, um, you know, I'm so accepting and love it, I don't feel, you know, the body is raging for it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's a beautiful thing to say that we have two different outcomes of it with the same feeling of being authentic. And that's the main thing. Saved me a lot of money, too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you look beautiful. I mean, I saw you on the front cover of the magazine. I'm like, oh, my God, this is... (laughs) <laughs> All the fears about what you had possibly, I mean, say some of the fears about that, if you will, because you shared them with me, and I think it's really great to hear again. In front of the magazine or, well, you, you or, had, or the grays. Well, what, what it meant is a woman to, even with sexuality, and, you know, would well, you share it, it, that comment that God, that guy said? Um, that was wait. Now I'm just make sure which which one you're speaking of. The one that was in the magazine, or or that. Oh oh oh! I see what you're saying. That the, mm-hmm. the guy, the person had said to me. Yes, I had a, a a friend's husband say to me. You know, if you were single and dating, you wouldn't choose to go gray. And boy, that was a mirror. I was so. I was so pissed off at him. <laughs> I was like, because it was a total mirror, because that was exactly how I was feeling. I was thinking, am I am I true to this? But then I I realized, you know, I would because I'm beautiful, Gray, and I can say that. And I, they put me on the front page of uh, the front cover of a magazine that's a local magazine in, in our uh, in Wisconsin um, because of the fact that I just am who I am and I don't try to hide things. And I would so much more give the impression that that's the woman that I am than someone who is just looking young for her age. So it's a much better place to be. We have to take a break. We'll be right back with our last piece with uh, the wonderful Stacey Wetlow. Stay tuned. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. ReadyZorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying. 
detoxifying normally. ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free. And there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the Fine Gold program. Ask your doctor about ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B.com. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Let's face it, hormones happen. Whether you are male or female, hormones have an impact on your overall well-being. Dr. Hart brings to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel timely topics that answer your lifelong questions about hormones in men, women, and teens. Tune in to Optimal Wellness every Monday at 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Optimal Wellness. Live life well. Live life long. Live life to the fullest. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are talking today about radical forgiveness, and Stacy Wetlow, radical forgiveness coach, is on the show today. We've been talking about many things from um, authenticity to I'm well. I'm so stuck in the authenticity piece, but we've talked about guilt and shame and mirroring and all kinds of wonderful things. But let's go. Let's go back to this authenticity piece because. Um, I want to share a, another piece with, with my son. And my son is truly, I, I really don't think there is a happier child on the face of this earth. He has autism, and he is in his own world most of the time. I mean, he's not always interacting with us, and he is just in his own world. But he, I mean, at nighttime, some, we, our joke is, would somebody please curb his enthusiasm because he just laughs and laughs and laughs and just walks around and just squealing little happy squeals all night until he goes to sleep at night. So this is a really happy child. So when we go out in public, though, we get the stares. I mean, he squeals, and he's 14 years old, and he has these high-pitched squeals, and he laughs inappropriately, and people look our way. And my daughters get really embarrassed about this, like, Mom, tell him to be quiet, tell him to be quiet. And it's just like, you know, he is just so who he is, 
And I really don't have a problem with it anymore. I used to get embarrassed, too, the fact that I'd have this child who may be disruptive. But now it's like this little boy is bringing pure happiness to our world. What a beautiful gift. And why have I spent so many years being afraid of that? Well, I think that it's the layer effect again. Um, To before, You know, that's why I like the progression of the show today is because we went from the guilt, the shame, all those feelings, anger, to what is being authentic. And we have to accept ourselves when we do feel embarrassed is not to deny that. It's just something in ourselves that maybe was plugged into our past that we were embarrassed maybe if a parent uh, exploded, um, you know, at a restaurant or something. A lot of times what's happening now, or 100% of the time, is what's happening now that plugs us in. You can guarantee that it happened as a child. Okay. Now, when I I used to have a boyfriend who had a really loud voice, and when he got upset or, you know, talking, that something passionate about him, he'd get real loud in the restaurant. Well, that scared me, and it embarrassed me because my father... abusive okay and he'd get loud in his voice and that would scare me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in same respect that would then you know trigger me and so forth so usually it'll be plugged into an embarrassment of the past and once we deal with that then it becomes neutral about what's happening in our present moment yeah, because my son used to scream everywhere we went. And and then, you know, parents feel so afraid to take their children out, whether it's a sad scream or a happy scream. Right. They're afraid to go outside with their children because of the fact that people are going to stare. Right. And really, the more, as parents, we start exposing the rest of the world to our beautiful children who may not act the same as the, the more the world will become conditioned and, and not have a problem with it. We have got to start being authentic with our children and letting them be out there and out and, and mainstreaming them as much as we possibly can. Right, and and only th- that can happen is if we're authentic with ourselves. And so let's talk more about how do we become authentic with ourselves. It's to stop living inside that little box and stop living by the image about what we think, what it looks like to be a good person or a put-together person or a good mom, all these things, and to just be who we are. You know, if you think about it, the, the people that you've had in your past that you've had incredible conversations with or that you fall in love with, are the people that sit there and they are themselves. If they're having a bad day, boy, this day is messed up. I can't get it together. And it gives them permission to say, yeah, I'm having a bad day, or whatever the case is, is that people that are so rigid with how they feel, they're not. it's not comfortable being around that, you know, so even true. though it might be a mirror of our own being rigidness, but it's still... When we can be ourselves, we're much more relaxed, we're much more, we're happier, and you know what? What is not said is felt. I don't care if your child cannot speak to you, cannot see you, they can feel you. Yes. And so with that being said, your body is telling a whole nother story. 
The best way that I say is if you're being authentic with yourself, you will feel happier. You will feel like your body is more relaxed. It's not restricted. Every time I tried to do something for someone else or I thought somebody else wanted this, expected this out of me, my heart would restrict. My chest would tighten up. My muscles got tight. Right there, that is telling you, not a good path, okay? There's different blockages we get along that way of feelings and emotions we have to deal with in order to be true to ourselves. We have to go through those emotions and blockages in order to get to that. But we can trust our heart. We're all going to the same place. We might just take a different path than the person across the street. Yeah. We were domesticated I- at one time. We had to do what our par- what worked for our parents and whether or not it worked for them is yet to be seen. But the truth is is that now we have to find our own way. Mm-hmm. And and our way may not be the same as my mother's, my father's, but to to really work through those blockages to be able to get to that place, work through the fear of if I do this, what is it going to feel like? and work through that emotion so that you're able to do it. Wow. Um, And I think maybe that's why I'm feeling so good about my own life lately. Because because you are so true to yourself. Yeah, I really, I really don't. And and, and it all started with going gray. Yeah. (laughs) It really did because I just, I guess it kind of like spiraled after that and it just kept going and going because it then, just coming into my own love of myself and what I've met and then going to the gratefulness of this custody situation with my ex-husband because, you know, I was so afraid of anything legal before and, and so so fearful of that authority as such. And really now I'm at a point of I'm, I'm an intelligent enough woman that I can go out there and I can defend myself and I do not have to be afraid anymore. And right. boy, the, so, so you really understand what the radical forgiveness and that every situation is there to help us become yes. more authentic. You really can grasp that because I can truly say that this has been a good experience, as as all experiences, as well as autism and all yes. that I had to deal with with autism. Stacey, we've got just a few more seconds okay. left. Is and there anything can, else? The only thing I want to say to close this out that's coming to my mind is, is that if we can imagine ourselves doing a dance, and then be a slow dance with fear, anger, guilt, all the things that we have been re- denying in ourselves, We've been denying ourselves the joy, happiness, peace. Pretend as if, visualize yourself physically doing a dance, being intimate with all of our emotions. Because that, that will become who we are then. The wonderful healing dance. Stacy Whitlow, everybody, thank you so much, Stacy, for joining thank me you. today. And we'll be, all, I'll be back with you next week. Goodbye, everybody. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. Helping you make informed